the road and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan. And we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season four, episode 22, The Graduate. We're almost done. We're almost there. Here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Um, Okay. Ooh. Maybe not. <laughs> so written by Alan Cross, who wrote episodes of Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Yes. Get, <laughs> I know. Get Real. I did that one just for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Get Real, who my friend Pam Ribbon w- had a hand in getting canceled <laughs> when she wrote for oh, Television Without Pity. Um, Star-, <laughs> Star Trek Enterprise and Reaper, among others. Um, nice. Directed by Harry Weiner. Who directed a few episodes of DC. Yep. Um, this originally aired on May 16th, 2001. Okay. The description from Wikipedia. As graduation approaches, Dro- Joey has a tough time preparing her speech, and Dawson helps her find some bittersweet inspiration. Joey gets a surprise gift, gift from her late mother. Pacey wonders if he's going to graduate at all, and he worries that his final will be the toughest one. He walks out of the test after the teacher makes a comment to him, nearly costing him his diploma. Meanwhile, Andy McPhee returns home for the cap and gown ceremony and is surprised but happy to meet Jack's new boyfriend, Toby. Drew, who is staying at Jen's after a fight with his mother, convinces Jen to help him pull a hilarious senior prank Pacey tells Andy he has decided to take a job offer on a boat for the summer. That is like a majorly disjointed description, but also true. Yeah. Okay. Parts of it. it. My history is mysteries. Um, May 16th, 2001, David Lynch's Mulholland Drive premieres at Cannes Film Festival. Hmm. There you go. Still don't understand what that movie's about, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty hot. It's a hot one. (laughs) Um, uh, May 18th, 2001, Shrek is released in theaters and becomes a huge critical and box office success. Uh, Hmm. My my friends and I definitely quoted that movie to each other a lot. My senior year in high school. (laughs) Amazing. And in the morning, I'm making waffles. Um, (laughs) We used to say that to each other a lot. Um, anyway, I don't think I saw that in the theaters. I don't oh, remember I seeing that one in the theaters. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, number one movie remains The Mummy Returns. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Number one song remains Janet Jackson's All for You. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm hmm. Um, okay, so debuting this week at number 69 is Jessica Simpson's Irresistible. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> and debuting at number 79 is the Dave Matthews Band, who I truly hate, um, with yeah. the, the song The Space Between. The space oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crash, yeah. crash it already. Uh-huh. So, you know, just <sighs> listen. There's also there's another song that was a huge de- a huge gainer, but I'm going to save it for next week for the finale for you. Um, okay. Because it is a true banger. It is a, a like... The, you have danced. I have danced with you at parties to this song. Amazing! Um, I don't even know what it is, but I'm so excited. 
<laughs> and so um, it's coming. So the top of the list was great. And then the bottom of the list just really was not doing so swell. <laughs> anyway, um, so Aaron, we're going to start with Harry Shearer. I know he's back. <laughs> he's back as Principal Peskin at the graduation rehearsal. Yeah. God, high God. school's over. Yeah, man. man. That's what a mood. What a mood. It really is. <laughs> it's weird because it's like the pandemic in the US is like kind of over. So like you're yeah. watching like this really like other and like huge end date that we right. had, you know, in our history. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh yeah, so all of our kids are there. Um Except and for like Pacey, yeah. they're yeah, Pacey's not there. And then for some reason Principal Peskin's like, and then the winner of this award you know, that's giving a speech is Joey Potter. Come up here, Joey. And she's supposed to like rehearse her speech. What if you had to sit through a graduation speech two times? No, no, no. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) That sounds like pure torture. (laughs) Yeah. But also like up until that point, I want to say that like they really caught the mood of like graduation rehearsal because like Mm -hmm. basically no one's really paying attention to anything. They're all just like standing around chatting with their friends, like not really doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I was like, this tracks, this tracks. There's like, uh, you had to do that, like go to a million rehearsals and pra- yeah. for things where you're like, no, 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 we don't need to rehearse this or practice this. Like, I definitely remember like them telling us how we're supposed to line up. We had yeah. to go to a graduation rehearsal oh, too. Absolutely. And they're like, uh-huh. and then this is how you're supposed to walk. And like, it's like mm-hmm. a zipper. I don't know. It's like a weird, like, I remember I didn't sit next to my brother. So we definitely had it like must have been not alphabetically however we were sitting i think Um, we got to yeah i can't remember if we were alphabetical or if we got to sit with our friends and now i don't remember yeah Um, i'm pretty sure it was like they made us every other so then when we stood up like i was by my brother uh, oh line you know i see Uh uh-huh yeah interesting yeah um so I just like want you to know that someday I would love for a TV show about teenagers to have none of the main characters be the one to give the speech. Like, I'm really I don't like we don't need that on TV. I'm just like any TV writers listening to us. Nobody needs a graduation speech. They're bad enough when you have to sit through them live. They're miserable. <laughs> and you don't you're not listening. You're not paying attention. They and they no. always write that like this. Like it's just like this memorable moment. I will say I did see recently this this girl graduated in Texas and oh, she like that. went off script and was like, "Hey, stop policing my body. What if you like the you know, like fuck you. Like what if you didn't have your bodily autonomy and it was being taken away from you with you know, without your consent and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. But I don't that know. Girl like, like that girl only. That girl only. Yeah. Like <laughs> she even if that had happened in front of my eyes, I probably wouldn't have known what was happening because like, I would have yeah. just been like zoned out. Just like, when is this over? You know? <laughs> yeah. Why do I have to wear this polyester suit and square hat? Why do we have to do that? I don't know. I don't know. A hundred percent. At our college graduation, I was, we had, um, I don't know if you remember that, uh, we, uh, Aaron and, and Jules and I had, um, uh, water bottles full of champagne. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> and got absolutely shaken. <laughs> yeah, Truly exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, so Joey's like, well, I haven't, he, she gets on stage, but she's like, I haven't finished my speech yet. 
And so I'm not going to give it. And it's like, I there is a cute shot of like all the friends watching Joey and like being kind yeah. of proud and excited for her. And like, and she's like, so thank you. I have nothing to say because I haven't written this speech yet. And everyone claps. And I was like, that feels, that feels right. That feels like a correct. That makes sense. Yeah. She's just like, thank you. And you're like, thank God. We don't have to listen to that. Like, you know, know, until you're like, woohoo. Yeah. Awesome. So, so she's kind of grumpy. And we, that's when we see Pacey isn't there. Right. I will say before we get to the Pacey of it all, I want to say that I have this like vivid memory of going to a graduation rehearsal and then coming back to my friend's house and watching this episode. And you and I were chatting before I started, I hit record. And I actually think it was an award show, award ceremony. Cause like the thing that they don't show you is that like, not only are there graduation rehearsals, but there's also like the senior breakfast and this dinner and this award ceremony. And you're like just doing a bajillion things. Yeah. Yeah. I had kind of blocked that out, but like, my friend... Like, on the one hand, it's fun because it's another time to, like, hang out with your friends before you mm-hmm. all, like, go to your different ways. So you're yeah. kind of like, no, I have to go to the senior breakfast. And when you're there, you're like, you know what? I could have just gone with my friends <laughs> yeah, to breakfast. To mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, <laughs> yeah, 100%. And ours so, was at the Nixon Library. I know, girl. <laughs> Don't think I've ever forgotten that since you told Nixon me. <laughs> presidential Library. Uh-huh, <laughs> yes, uh-huh. that happened. Mm-hmm. I'm sure ours was at the Coconut Grove, which is where everything in Santa Cruz happens, Um, because it's like the only event space. Um, So I want to say, so I've been kind of saving this little tidbit because for this episode, because I remember it with this episode so much. But, you know, Aaron has talked a lot about you've talked a lot about um, you had you would like come to school the next day after an episode aired and like talk to your friends about it. And, like, none of my friends watched a Dawson's Creek. So I didn't have that. I, like, it's this is the thing that I did alone. Uh-huh. Um, and would kind of, like, and I wasn't, re- I wasn't, like, an internet person yet. So I, yeah. it's not like I went onto message boards and, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just, yeah. like, really enjoyed the show and I would watch it and then, like, I would sit with it myself. Um, mm-hmm. Except towards the end of my senior year, my friend Holly, I will not use her last name, but my friend Holly... Her mom was the head baker at Gail's Bakery, which for the four of you who know Santa Cruz, California, you know, that's a big fucking deal. (laughs) Yeah. So so it's like one of the biggest restaurants in the city. And Mm -hmm. she would go to bed at like 3 or 4 p.m. because she went to work at like 1 or 2 a.m. Like she went to work in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, And so this was like kind of going back to what I was talking about, about like the realities of senior year. Holly and I used to go to the grocery store buy like stuff make dinner and then like watch Dawson's Creek together and it was like this kind of Mm -hmm. towards the end of my senior year it was this kind of ritual that we had and I'm pretty sure we had to go to an award ceremony that like neither of us wanted to be at but we were both getting something and we literally Mm -hmm. sat in the audience and to each other sang the entirety of the first act of Rent by memory (laughs) because I was a theater theater nerd (laughs) And, and so I like vividly remember how much this episode, like it, it felt so, I remember feeling so connected to this episode because we were going through it. This is exactly what we were going Mm -hmm. through when this aired. And then also like, this was one of those moments of really embracing adulthood. Like I talked about a couple of episodes ago, 
like that you hit this point in senior year where you start to do adult things. And this, this was one of them that we would cook dinner together and hang out at her house and just like watch this mm-hmm. show and chat about it. And then like, whatever, I'd go home and, you know, we do our homework. And, and I think like, I don't know, this, this episode gives me like a million different feels. Um, I so know. I'm, I'm actually well, and really also this one brings it. back spoiler, but like Andy comes back and it's just mm-hmm. like all of ugh, it. It also feels like a Dawson's Creek episode. Yeah, like, you know, and so you're like, Oh my In gosh. In a way that hasn't felt, you know, it hasn't felt. In a yeah, long exactly. Like I definitely feel like the last episode, it was a little bit Dawson's Creek or it was like coming back, like re- rounding the mm-hmm. corner. Mm-hmm. And so this one you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like all the feels, all of the like, just, you know, nostalgia and like super like high school and it, Mm -hmm. it just like all the feelings. Yeah. Totally. Um, so the principal is kind of like, and there's going to be no pranks at graduation (laughs) and we see Drew smiling. So we're like, okay, Drew's going to do a prank. Okay. Okay. And he also says because security is going to be tighter than Ricky Martin's pants. Um, (laughs) principal Beskin says, and I was like, oh, were we moving into tighter pants? We were. I saw someone posting the other day. It was like, thank God men are finally giving up baggy long shorts. Like, show yeah. those legs off. Uh, I mean, do you, gents? Do you? We have, a, <laughs> we have some opinions, but they're not worth anything. Just do you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we go to Mitch then. Who is hightailing it over to Pacey. Yeah. And he's and like Pacey's like late to this thing. And Mitch is like, uh-huh. eh, 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 I'm not mad that you're late, but yeah. I have some bad news because like you're on the fence as to whether or not you're going to graduate. <sighs> and Pacey just this like. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> absolutely not. Pacey's just kind of like, I've given up everything i've given up my whole senior year i've done everything you've asked of me yeah and now you're gonna tell me i can't like do this senior moment like right like julie and i are talking about these are the moments we remember from our senior year and pacey's just like what the fuck i literally did everything i did three extra classes and yeah. now i'm like quote on the fence like this is stupid and Mitch is like, yeah, Principal P- Peskin wants you to, like, go study for your last final. And it's like, eh, no one's going to know he's there. This doesn't make any sense. It's just, like, more, yeah. like, heaping on Pacey. Um, this, I like, also- storyline that they've done. Yeah, I also want to say I do wish we had gotten throughout the year a bit more of, like, Pacey really, like, like giving shit up because yeah. of this. Like, I-, I wish we had gotten a few more instances of that. Uh, where we saw Pacey kind of like have to yeah. give up some of the big things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because... especially since we saw Mitch fail up to be guidance counselor. Now mm-hmm. it would have given Pacey someone else to have storylines with be in scenes together with, you know, and that would have been like good to see nice. as well. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, it just does feel like another, like, capeside educator throwing roadblocks in front of Pacey just to humiliate him. Yeah. Because, of course, now he's got to leave the graduation. Like, he's not allowed to be there. And his he can see that his friends and his ex-girlfriend are, like, 
staring yeah. at him and it's in it's front of everyone. It's so sad. He's like begging Mitch yeah, he's like, and he's calling him Mr. Leary like yeah. you know and he's like begging him like just kind of reminding us like how far away he is from the Leary family too when they used to be like his his family right. and like he's like come on Mitch like I'm under a microphone or you know I'm under a magnifying glass like yeah, can yeah, you yeah. just like let me do this you know right and mitch is like there's nothing i can do and you're like that's just fundamentally untrue like you could just totally. let him in and like and you know deal with principal peskin later like who probably on, won't mitch. even notice yeah that's what i mean totally. it's like if it's a if it's a rehearsal there's like hundreds of people there or yeah. maybe there's only 75 because the school has 300 people we don't know <laughs> we don't we honestly don't know um, <laughs> Also, just like to point out, because like we go to the credits, but to point out that this is my maybe my favorite Pacey hair of the whole series. It's like he's mm. gotten the hair down to a science and it's, yeah. looking, it's looking good right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, so after the credits, like Doug finds Pacey on the street and Doug's like, you know, I drove by you and you didn't acknowledge me. And Pacey just is like having is Pacey's just fucking done, man. Like he's just over yeah. it all. And he's, he's like, like, well. Yeah. Defund the police. I learned from instinct. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Don't make eye contact with p- people in authority positions because they fuck you up when you do. They um, p- remember when you pulled a gun on me? I do. I do. I remember <laughs> I do. that. I remember that. And then he like he so so Paisley makes his like gay joke of the episode and is like mm-hmm. talks about how effeminate Doug is. And, like, to Doug's credit, he, like, makes a comment but kind of lets it roll off his back. So, like, maybe yeah. progress? Maybe? Yes. Question mark? <laughs> yeah. And you can see Doug is kind of feeling guilty. And he's mm-hmm. just like, Pacey, like, how are you doing? And right. Pacey, like, it, it's like... We have to remember, Pacey is going to be homeless in a few weeks. The only person who's cared about him, like, this whole year left town. No one in his family is even acknowledging this huge milestone that is Mm -hmm. happening or gives two fucks about it. And, like, Doug's kind of, like, feeling guilty about that. And he's, like, you know, just, like, how are you doing? And, And Pacey admits to him, like, I actually might not graduate. Yeah. And Doug, like... I gotta give it to Doug that he's like sincerely mm-hmm. sorry. He's like, you know, I'm so sorry about that. And Pacey is like being pissy, which is very fair. Like he totally, yeah. I mean, I would be too. He's like, I don't believe you. Yeah. Like, why would you believe him? Like, you know, right. Doug's and he's kind of like, been an asshole to him. Right. He's like, okay, now that you know that, like, go home and tell mom and dad and, like, tell them they can cancel whatever graduation party they were throwing. Like, and he says it super sarcastically, like, I know they would never throw me a graduation party, even if I was graduating. And so, like, fuck off. And Doug is trying. He's, like, genuinely asks what the situation is. He's like, okay, tell me. And, like, Pacey's like, you know, I've got one more final, but it's a big one. It's for Mr. Kasdan's English class. And then Doug does offer to help Pacey study. Yeah, and Pacey's just like too little, too late, man. Like, come yeah, on, no thanks, like, sir. It's hard because like this whole episode, everyone's offering Pacey help, and you're like, where was this energy at the beginning of the season when we found or out the even, situation he was in? Right, or even six episodes ago, or even three episodes ago. Yes. 
absolutely and like it's a, it's hard to have like these kind of like redemption-esque stories where you're like no 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 yeah. like you know what the fuck like <laughs> yeah okay now you help yeah and so we go then to this the hallway and pacey's school. just kind of like oh. i don't get it why won't they just fucking pass me why do i have to like, do yeah. this whole thing like wouldn't it be easier for them the school and for me if we just like end this and say basta you know like yeah, come yeah. on <laughs> and like and correct 100 percent correct yeah um and so so then we go to the hallway at school where joey is telling dawson about how she can't write the speech because she's got like a block and dawson i mean to give him a credit he's like yeah a block yeah. named pacey <laughs> and joey's like eh, i mean yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and she she kind of pivots away from her speech and she's like, yeah, I saw him at the, you know, rehearsal yeah. and like, I wanted to go up to him, but I, I don't want him to resent me. And then Dawson's like, yeah, like I saw him in the library earlier and I tried to offer him help and it was the same thing. And like, again, to I'm like, Dawson, like, what the fuck? Too little, too late. Like yeah. he's been in this situation all this time. Right. You've known since episode two of this season that he's like in yes. academics dire straits. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, there's a part of me that's like, I mean, good for you for offering the help Dawson, but also sure. too little too late. Yeah. Yeah. And Joey's like, Joey kind of goes, you know, you think after all this, like we could still be friends. And then she's like, is that asking too much? And Dawson, I mean, to his credit is kind of like, I yeah, mean, yeah, right now. Yeah. It yeah. Is. It is. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like Joey, like that is Come on. after all you've been through, like what? Like you guys need a break. Oh yeah, my god, yeah. that's and, like wild, and, right? But Joey, like also to Joey's credit, is like you know what do I do? He, I get it. he definitely needs help, and yeah. like you know I I like he's not going to take it from me. So what the fuck do I do here? Yeah, like she's obviously in a bad spot. She kind of talked about it last episode where she's like, I don't want to bring up all these things that were putting you in a bind and like making you feel insecure. But I don't know. I want to help you. And I don't know how either. So I'm kind of in a bad spot because being authentic to myself would be to help you. Um, so that sucks. And like, you know, like after all they've been through, like she knows him even more than she did, like, you know, in the first season when she helped him with the snails and like whenever she helped him with school assignments, she just knows him so much more now. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And like Dawson then gives her advice that I actually think is not great, which is that like he should go tell it. She should go tell Pacey that she cares and make sure she's okay or he's okay. And then he's like, maybe it'll write you, help you write your speech. But I was like, okay. Cause like, what? I, so here's the thing. I really do find this fascinating because I think about this really a lot when I'm, when you're thinking about like your friends and family and people who are dealing with mental health stuff is like, mm -hmm. how do you give them the space that they need? And also mm -hmm. make sure they're not like being self-destructive. Like that's a fine line to walk. Absolutely. Yeah. But also you and like, you've just broken up with like the love of your life. Maybe he I doesn't mean, want I'm you also there. Like, yeah. Like Dawson, why, why is this Joey's it? responsibility? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, like what? I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. And like the way they're trying to like, 
put this all on Joey's shoulders. Like I get where she's coming from and I would feel that way. Like I want to help him, but I don't really know how to, but like, you know, from an advice standpoint, you'd be like, I don't know, maybe you just need to like, like I'll go talk to him. Like he's my friend. I'll help him. Or like, Mm -hmm. or maybe we'll have Jen go talk to him or someone else, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know why he's already admitted that he, doesn't feel good when he sees Joey. So like, why would you put him in that position? But you know, <laughs> cause we have a teen show. So here we are. Yeah, <laughs> totally. We're having this really long drawn out breakup, <laughs> which feels so authentic. Which is authentic. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So we go then to Toby who is helping Jack like clean his car, which is actually Andy's car, yeah. the sob. Right. Yeah. This um, yeah. To- Toby's in some carpenter jeans, uh, just to note. Uh-huh. Um, and mm-hmm. Toby's like, like, can we, can we maybe can we talk, talk about us? <laughs> <laughs> can we put a label on it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He totally. Yeah. And I do love the detail that Jack is like taking fast food wrappers and like pizza boxes out of the back seat because I feel yeah. like that is like really a high school thing. Also, maybe still I'm 37 and still often have <laughs> totally. Coffee Definitely. cups, paper coffee cups in my car, on the floor of my car all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Toby's like, okay, Jack, like, we're dating, right? Like, Yeah. And- so does that mean you're my boyfriend? Right. And Jack's very and- quiet, very quiet. <laughs> and Toby's like, oh, like you, you can't say that you- yet, right? Like, you can't say that yet. And yeah, he's, you know, Toby, I mean, oh, my heart, Toby is like, how's that supposed to make me feel that you can't call me your boyfriend? I know. Like, damn, I, like, Dawson's Creek. I know. Yes. Like, that's some gay shit. That is some shit that gay people have to deal with. Totally. And like I've said it before, I don't feel like this relationship is earned yet, but I like Toby. I like the relationship, but it's like we're just jumping into this like, you know, and it's fine, I guess. But, uh, you know, you kind of wish there was a little bit more of a build up. But yeah, Toby's just like, I mean, like, how is that going to make me feel like? And Jack's like, no, I'll say I'll definitely say it. I'm going to say it. And Toby's like, well, when? Like, yeah. I kind of, you know, like he's kind of like, I don't believe you, but he doesn't say that, but you kind of get that vibe. Uh-huh. And Jack's like, I'll say it when it's appropriate to say it. And so, you know, they're kind of like, that's some foreshadowing. <laughs> this episode yeah. is full of foreshadowing. <laughs> I know. In a very unsubtle way. <laughs> I love it. I know. <laughs> this whole and episode so then, I was like what the fuck man <laughs> I know I think they try to make all these reveals and you're yeah. like what this is not a reveal yeah, because like yeah. we get Jack's like so can you take off work early tomorrow and Toby's like yeah but I'm like a little bit nervous she's not gonna like me and we're like we know who this is mm-hmm. like why are they trying to act like it's a reveal yeah because like Toby you know Toby's kind of like what you're just gonna tell me like tell people at a small intimate gathering that you're my boyfriend or like when we're alone and Jack's kind of like, just let me surprise you. And then we go straight into this conversation about picking some woman up tomorrow and Toby taking the day off work. So like, mm -hmm. (laughs) and then Jack says, you know, 
he she's definitely gonna like you it's like you can't even not a thing like that she wouldn't yeah and he threatens to spray hobie with toby with a hose sorry and he's like (laughs) and then toby like throws a sponge at him and i was thinking about this a lot because Uh it's cute right these two are cute Yeah, yeah, yeah if this were a straight couple i would think this was cute this like little flirty spraying people mm-hmm. with hoses and throwing sponges at each other but the thing is and i i'm trying not to spoil things but this is a generalization so i think i can say it um this is the start of like jack and his the men in his life being like bros mm-hmm. and not like date like not like you know queer people like flirt with each other i want you to know <laughs> yeah <laughs> they flirt with each other too uh-huh. And like it's so, but it's like there's this way in which like Dawson's Creek, yeah, sure. Toby and Jack kissed in the in the Promicide episode, and yeah. then and you know like okay, we saw the kiss, it was nice, but like mm-hmm. at this point because they kind of roughhouse and like at this point a straight couple would kiss, like you would kiss each other, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. this so so it's like I wanna. I think this is cute and I like I kind of like this scene but also like this is where we were at queer representation is like they got their kiss they got their one mm-hmm. kiss they got now, one yeah. how much more do you want audience <laughs> they have exactly, one exactly and I want to <laughs> oh, say you want to take up more space than that you know it's like okay yeah. and I want to say for context Will would not kiss have his first romantic kiss on Will and Grace until the 2002-2003 season, which is, mm. I think, what, season five? No, season six. I don't know. Season six really? of Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Um, that's when Will kisses someone for the first time actually romantically on Dawson and on Will and Grace. So, like, we're, we're still, okay. we're not out of the doldrums, y'all. Like, we've made yeah, some jumps, yeah. but we're not out of the doldrums. I mean, one might argue that we're still not out of the doldrums here in 2021. Yeah. Yes. Um. Anyway, although Greg Berlanti runs every show on the CW, so they're gay as fuck. Um. Anyway, so uh, we go then to Jen's house in the middle of the night. Yeah, she's sleeping, and we hear a knock on the door, and the it's Drew. The window. Oh, the window. Sorry, the yeah. window. So, like again, like how does this happen? There's just a ladder laying next to Dawson's house apparently because no one's oh, okay. like fucking seen a, a crime movie like no one's seen i know a horror movie <laughs> i know it's so weird yeah. um okay and like this isn't cute we've already established this but i just want to reiterate it's not cute to go to the second story window of a girl's sleeping where she's sleeping no. I just it's not okay no, no. <laughs> if you do that i want to so you with she, a baseball bat oh my god and <laughs> yeah he asked to be let in, and I just need to note here that Michelle Williams is so goddamn good because she I know. <laughs> she takes this fucking nothing scene. It's just nothing. Like yeah. it's 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 I a know. nothing scene, and she is so charming and so cute and so wonderful because she just like takes a seat on the windowsill and starts giving Drew shit for being in her window in like, the middle of the night. Absolutely not. I'm not letting you in without knowing why the fuck you're here. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, going on? Uh. And he's like begging her. He's like, "Come on, just it's let me in out here. Please. It's cold out here." And yeah. She's like, "Okay. Okay. Fine. Come in." Yeah, yeah. And he's and like, she, you know, 
yeah, he, he tells her that he and his mom got into this huge fight about his dad. His dad's not going to come to graduation. And Drew's like, you know, mom says it's because I'm always doing inexcusable shit. And mm-hmm. Drew's like, no, I think it's because you, Mrs. Valentine, are a cold-hearted bitch. Like, both of which yeah. are true. Um, yeah. And <laughs> Jen's like, oh, so now you need a place to crash. Because you've, like, yeah. done this. And, Ugh, and it's so sad, you know, that she- his mom and him are fighting over their dad's behavior and blaming each other. Like, it's authentic, but, like, fuck, totally. man. Fuck. And I look, Jen says, I never thought Drew Valentine would be needed, would be in need of human compassion. And like that kind of breaks my heart because like mm-hmm. as much of a monster as Drew can be, and he absolutely can be, everyone needs human compassion. Yes, totally. So, and that is like this thing that they, she acts like with him, even though they have all these really sweet, intimate moments, you know, totally. with their like shared history from the past to um yeah they have such an interesting relationship dynamic yeah and so he, he come and he sits on the bed and she's like no 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 you're fucking sleeping on the floor you creep like yeah. you, know? you can stay one night on, on the floor although i will yeah. say that drew's character seems to have made like this kind of 180 since prom night so like right. i don't know <laughs> whatever they do a lot of weird things with Drew's character and like, I don't know, I think we're going to get into the question for the listener corner, but like, I couldn't tell if they were trying to like carry him to season five. Yeah. I, I remember at the time. I have a wondering question about that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, good. I'm glad we, we've got a listener corner about it. Um, but yeah. at, so we go to school then and Pacey comes in to take the test and Mr. Mm-hmm. Kazan's class and immediately breaks his pencil and apparently Cape Side Hyde does not have pencil sharpeners. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so Mr. Kazan. I mean, that kind of checks out. They have the worst educators and no I pencil mean, sharpeners. Sure. At this point, I'm buying anything, man. Um, I know. So, so Mr. Kazan has an opening with Paisley's broken pencil to be a real jerk. Which I'm going to say no seems out of character because actually Mr. Kasdan has been the only not sh- completely shit teacher that isn't Principal Green that we've had at this school. Wait, he hasn't he been fucked up to Pacey? No, all, no. He sure. Pacey talked okay. him into giving Joey a second chance with a test. Right. right he wasn't right, shitty right, to him right. though. He was kind of like, eh, okay. I can't do that. But like you know he, and he was kind of like listen the bar is in the goddamn I toilet know, it's so. the fucking gutter i don't even so, know why we're discussing this but right, yes so okay like, has mr kazan been the best teacher of all time no has he no. he i mean he hasn't like raped a student and or outed a gay person in his class yeah. so he hasn't, like absurdly <laughs> made a test be like 50 percent of your grade yeah yeah so like you know that thus he is a great capeside educator i mean i yeah. understand where the bar is anyway he starts saying all this shit oh you don't have a pencil oh of course you're not prepared i get it and pacey just is like yeah good joke you know stupid old me Mm -hmm. and mr kazan's like yeah take a joke and pacey's like 
are you fucking kidding me? Right. The way the Cape Side educators just go after me and this fucking corrupt educational system, this is bullshit. Right. He's like, I've been working my fucking ass off to graduate from your class, for to graduate from this school, and, like, I broke my pencil, and it seems like you're the one who doesn't fucking care. Like, none of the teachers care. You bend over backwards for these honor students, but from, and, like, I actually think that's kind of a, a nod at the fact that he gave Joey a second chance on a test yeah, that she yeah, fucked up. Yeah. But, like, me, someone who actually needs the help, you can't wait to get rid of me. And I'm like, mm, yeah, nothing but facts. I know. Sir Paisy Witter. How observant. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this seems like the case. K- Kazdin tells him to stop and like yells, you know, yells at him that he knows he needs to, yeah. pa- he needs to pass. But like, you know, Kazdin's like, you're going to throw away this opportunity. And Pacey like, grabs his shit and is like yeah you're right i'm gonna fucking blow it fuck off because yeah i shouldn't try so damn hard fuck you like if i'm gonna try my ass off and still fail like why would i keep trying (laughs) that's like literally why we're saying black lives matter and like you know defund the police and like all this stuff is just like if you stack a system up against people why would they want why would we want to keep participating in the system? You know, it's like if women enter in a field, then that field, the, um, the salaries decrease. They go down. Yep. So, yeah. And I think Pacey, I mean, I think that's what Pacey's getting at. Why would I want to be in this system? Why do I care what, what graduation means or what you think when obviously it's a bunch of fucking bullshit? Yeah. And I mean, true. Right. Absolutely. So we go to Pacey's house. Yeah. And Joey shows up in her Texas tuxedo. I know. One of multiple multiple different Texas tuxedos that's going to make an appearance in this episode. It's shocking how many denim jackets she has in different shades and different jeans she has in different shades. I'm stunned. Truly stunned. Truly. This is Uh. not the gayest outfit she's into. The next one (laughs) at the party is the gayest outfit I've seen in quite some time. Um, Not complaining. Again, not complaining. Just saying. (laughs) Just an observation. Just just noting. They exchange Hayes, classic Joey and Pacey. And Joey's like, I heard about what happened earlier and Pacey's like, are you fucking kidding me? I do not want to talk about that. Like he, he draws a boundary. Basically he's like, no, no, nope, nope, nope. And Joey's like, well, what are you going to do? And then like, I, and there's this part of me that's like, I feel Joey here. I feel where she's coming from, but honestly, none of your damn business. It doesn't matter what he's going to do. Not, I know problem yeah she's like you can talk to mitch you can talk to principal peskin yeah like there has to be something we can do and pacey's like we record scratch (laughs) record scratch Hmm. nope we we there isn't a we anymore yeah and like oh what a dagger oh it hurts yeah it hurts and Joey said, I mean, to her credit, she's like, I know there's not a we, but like, I want to be your friend and I want to help you. And Pacey is just heartbreaking in this scene because he says oh. to her, 
you know, because like she's like she's kind of like not panicking, but kind of is like, you know, I just want to be your friend. I'm just trying to be your friend here. Like, you know, whatever. And he's like and he just looks at her and he's like, I still love you. And she's like, can't look at him. She has not looked at him this whole time. And he says, I still love you. He's just like, the truth is, like, I still love you. And I probably always will. And I don't think I can just be your buddy. Uh, Oh, my God. uh, It's so painful. (laughs) And so honest and true. Oh, my God. Like, you know, like. Yeah, it's like such a healthy adult thing to say, like these witter siblings, you know, where like you kind of wish Dawson had said similar things to her, um, you know, to like set better boundaries with her. Um, She doesn't know, like, I don't know, like even her being like, why can't we be friends? You know, like saying that to Dawson, it's like, what? Like, (laughs) maybe like in the sure way later like if you reconnect or yeah something. eventually you can be friends but you gotta be yeah. hurt before you can be friends well they yeah it's like you gotta get over being hurt get yep. over like each yep. other like so much has to change in your mind and in your routines and everything like oh my god this was like a oh heartbreaking it is a stab like, in the heart yeah and he's just like i just want to move on and get over you and like the only way I can do that is just to like not be near you, Joey. And yeah. she is like, really? Like, is there any time in the future where you can imagine being friends? Like, is there's no time where that will happen? And he's like, I don't want to think not, about the future. Yeah, that's not where I'm <laughs> Which at. Which is so authentic to like senior year where you're oh. just like, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. Well, and and just Pacey is like spitting so much truth of like, not only has not, I don't want to think about the future thing, but like it, when she says, you know, I want to be your, your buddy, he's like this, that's a bizarre form of torture. Like, and I'm just like, not going to participate in that. And yeah. that's some fucking king shit, man. Like, I just am like, holy shit. That's... I mean, I, you know, just thinking about how long it took me to learn some of those lessons. I'm just like having that lesson at 18 is that's some shit. Yes. Well, it kind of reminds me of the season finale of season three where he's like, I'm not. She's like, you're going to give up. You're going to leave. And he's like, I'm not going to sit around and watch you try to resuscitate your dying friendship with Dawson and like barely talk to me. Like, so it's the same thing. It's like, I'm not going to sit around and like try to be friends with you while I see you like going on and doing all these things that I've already admit that, that I'm jealous of. And then like you being friends with Dawson, who has already been a sore spot in our relationship. Like, I just, I cannot do that. I'm not going to do that. Mm -mm. Like, I don't torture myself like that. And I mean, Joey, to her credit is like, okay, I guess I should go. Yeah. And, and Pacey to his credit is like, like, I know that I know. Yeah. I know this couldn't yeah. have been easy to come here and like, you know, that took some shit that took some, some guts. And she's just looks at him and says, nothing seems easy anymore. And that's like, that is the most senior year shit. Like, I know. Oh my God. Oh. Uh. This is classic Dawson's Creek, man. 
I know. Um, <laughs> all the torture, oh, like, looks so and haze. Like, uh-huh. oh, my gosh. <laughs> They're both right. I get it. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. So we go then to the B&B, just in case you haven't had enough emotional trauma. And Joey is, like, failing at writing her speech. She's, like, got her notebook that she's crossing a bunch of shit out in. And Bessie comes in and is like, you know, how's it going? And, you know, what's up? And Joey's like, well, so I went to Pacey's and that didn't go well. (laughs) He's struggling and he has no one Mm. to talk to. Just in case you didn't remember, he has no no one. His parents don't give a fuck about him. His sister, who was the only one who, like, really was interested in his life, has already bounced. Dawson asked him one time, you know. Apparently, he's not friends with Jen and Jack anymore. We don't know why, but, like, okay. Oh, and let's put a pin in that and whether or not that just gets ignored entirely in about one to two episodes. Um, (laughs) And... Bessie's like, you know, he doesn't even want to talk to you. And Joey's like, he particularly doesn't want to talk to me. Especially not me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> come on, Bessie. You're smarter than All that. Right, come on. And then Bessie, look. Then she drops this insane bomb. Bessie, Bessie took a page out of my mom's book for, like, just dropping absolute dynamite on a person's lap. Because <laughs> she's like... Well, I have this thing for you and hands Joey a letter and she's like, it's from mom. <laughs> she, she wrote <laughs> she it wrote right it before a few she died. Days before she died. What? And she asked me to hold it until you graduated from high school. And I'm just like, go, go, go. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's a weird thing. And TV shows do this. And I always think it's stupid because like, why would she only write just one letter? Why wouldn't she write like a letter for every birthday or like, you know, like all these other, you know, moments Uh in her life so that she could be prepared. Like if her mom died when she was 13, like this whole letter receiving process has happened a number of times. Sure. (laughs) Super weird that TV shows do this. Totally. So Bessie tells Joey that she hopes it will inspire her. And then she's like, are you going to open it? And Joey's like fucking shook, which absolutely she should be. Yes. What the yeah. Fuck? And she's like, I don't know if I can open this right now. Uh, <laughs> I might throw up right yeah, now, actually. Like, actually, I'm having a fucking moment. <gasps> so then we go to this tiny ass airport. I have questions yeah. about whether or not Andy flew from florence or wherever she is to cape cod like why are they at a tiny ass airport why isn't she flying into boston logan well then she probably is flying into new york and then a little one okay all right i'll give you that one so jack toby and jack run through the airport to meet andy at the gate i know i was like oh right we're in may of 2001 when we got to meet people at gates yep yep Anyway, and we see Toby's like, come on, we're not going to be late. And Jack's like, you don't know her. And like, they're trying to like set up this reveal of like, who the fuck do you think it is? And we're like, we know who it is. <laughs> I know, but- I know. <laughs> totally. And like, we see Andy, like, you know, Jack comes through the door. Oh, and like, oh there's I'm so Andy. excited. And Jack gives her a huge hug. Meredith Monroe looks hot as shit. Oh my She's God. She looks good. Her. Yeah. She's hot. Just, I mean, she's hot, but like she looks even hotter than normal. 
And she's like, okay, hey, I want to go to a graduation party. <laughs> like, yeah. I got to like, do it. This is the energy I miss. Like, mm-hmm. you know, first of all, mm-hmm. we were talking about it, how senior year, you're just like, you do stupid shit. You just hang out with your friends a lot, you know. And like random and, like, people. If Andy was there, it would have made sense why our kids went on the ski trip. I still maintain mm-hmm. why the fuck did they go on the ski trip they don't do this stuff it didn't make any sense but But it would have if andy was there i agree with you 100 percent. and like just like immediately like her bubbly energy we fucking missed it like Mm -hmm. it was it got so fucking dark for like kind of no reason we just needed a break from it at times yeah and and like Jack and Toby, like, Toby comes up and Andy's kind of like, oh, who, you know, like, who, who are you? Hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Jack introduces Toby and it's a little awkward and, like, she's, like, kind of like, oh, all right, like, how do you know my brother? Right. And Jack <laughs> hesitates for a second. I'm sorry. Remember when I stage whispered foreshadowing? Here we go. Yeah. Because Jack's yeah. like, Toby is my boyfriend. <laughs> And Toby gets this, like, big smile. And it's so cute. He's so stoked. And so Andy is so stoked, too. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And she (laughs) hugs him. And you're just like, oh, my God. I missed this. I I I really missed this, like, this vibe, this energy. Yeah. And she's like, I can't believe you didn't email me. It's so cute. I know. Jack's like, it was recent. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's just the p- most precious thing, truly. Yeah. So then we go to Jen's, Jen walking into Grams's house after school. Yeah. And Grams is sitting at the table with Drew. And, and she's Jen's like, like uh, <laughs> a word. <laughs> I'd like to talk to you, please. Excuse and- me. <laughs> Grams, okay, look, this is a wild storyline. Grams is like, Drew and I had a nice chat. And Drew told me everything about his family. And Grams welcomed him to spend another night for a price. And the price. Yeah, because Jen is like, wait, what the fuck? I told him he could stay one night. Like, you Mm -hmm. can see her, like, being like, oh, God, no one has my back again. Like, oh, Grams is, like, totally, like, taking this fucking sketchy dude side over me. (laughs) And Grams is like, don't worry. (laughs) There was for a price. (laughs) And she kind of, like, raises an eyebrow. And she's like... I have 30 years of junk in my attic and someone's got to pack it up. <laughs> I mean, incredible. Incredible. Somebody send you to my house right now. And she um, giggles and she just says to her, like, I'm so glad you're on my team. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm so happy Jen has this, you know, like she's always been so uncomfortable. But you see where like, in this season, she's really grown to trust Grams and to rely mm-hmm. on her and to, like, feel loved by Grams to, like, finally feel a place and a home. And, like, she's realizing that a home isn't, like, a physical place. Like, it's not New York. It's not Cape Side. Home is, like, where Grams is, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And Grams kind of leaves them and Drew's like, oh, I could get used to these accommodations as he, like, starts heaping food <laughs> out of the fridge. Yeah. And he's like... <laughs> You know, they're, they're kind of like, oh, yeah, we're going to the senior party tonight. And he's and she's like, D- you need a ride, don't you, to this? Yeah. 
And he's like, yeah, but like I do, I need to make a detour first. And she's like, I'm not doing this shit with you, but is also oh, has this God. great smirk on her face. I know. God, Michelle Williams. Um, so we go then to Dawson's and Joey comes into the door of Dawson's room to ask for his help. Uh, okay. And Dawson's like, sure. And she has a, she has a thing in her hand. He's like, is that your speech? And Dawson's like, like, no, 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 no. It's a letter my mom wrote me right before she died that she told Bessie to hold on to for five years. And he's rightfully stunned. Yeah. I mean, and he's like, have you opened it? And she's like, I I can't like all every time I try to, I just think about her like wasting away on that hospital bed. And like, I, I just remember what it was like at the end. And I'm just too scared. And I'm just wondering, like, if you can read it for me. Okay. I want to say something here, which is that sometimes my mom sends me videos of my dad that people send her. Uh And I like, Uh I have them all in a file and I cannot watch them. Um, So like, this part was one that I haven't watched this episode since before my dad died. Um, And Mm -hmm. so I, I, (laughs) I'm going to try to get through reading this letter. (laughs) I really am. But I want you to know that while I was watching it, I was not doing well. I was absolutely a mess. Because, like, I, I've i said this before on this podcast, but there are these moments after you lose a parent that, like, you just feel it so much. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you're lucky enough, like, I, I have been lucky enough to have a dad that was, like, so proud of you and was so vocal mm-hmm. about how proud he was. There are these moments where you, you just have to know innately how proud he would be. And like, that's the kind of part that is both nice and sucks. Right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. that, like you yeah. don't get, you don't, he doesn't get to jump on the phone and tell him, tell you how proud he was, but yeah. you know that he would be. And so this part, um, really fucking tore at me. And Dawson, like, to his credit, Dawson says he would be honored to read this letter. Um, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, he definitely um, steps up. Like, it's like this moment when you're like, oh, I see, like, the actual best friend, Dawson, like, you know, the, the, that's there for her and that, like, is such a good person to Joey. Like, I, you know, we complain a lot that we don't see these moments. But in this moment, he's just such an authentic, true, decent selfless friend to her um and, I, and, and like I in, think, a, in a knowing way that like they act they always talk about this knowing way but we don't always see it but mm-hmm. in this scene we totally saw it like he knew everything that she was saying you know beyond what she was saying yeah and i and i want to like honestly if they were more explicit about how closely connected he was to her as she lost her mom and like what mm-hmm. that meant Cause I think that like we get these hints of it and we get these like, these like verbal cute, like verbal sort of like nods to it of like, yeah, well, he was there when her mom died. And so that's why they're so close. There's a part of me that's like, if you got to see even a little bit of more of it, I feel like I would be much more sympathetic to why Joey continuously goes back to him and why. I completely agree. Mm -hmm. 
So, um, okay, this letter. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, like I said, I'm going to try to get through it. Okay. okay. So he said, so the, she says, my darling Joey, I know if you're reading these words, it means you've graduated from high school. Congratulations, sweetheart. You didn't have a lot growing up. You, you even have been shortchanged one mother, which is where I started crying oh, in the, the show. I know. That was like, <laughs> oh. That's where the two started. Why are they torturing Joey this episode? Like, they oh. They really are. They wow. really are. Like, she doesn't have enough shit going on. Okay, so... So the letter continues. I want still I want you to be proud of your family. If our strife has caused you pain, remember it also makes you strong. Bessie is strong and I'm sure she's taking good care of you. Of all the things my illness has robbed me of, I count the greatest of them watching you grow up. And that's where I started actually sobbing. <laughs> Not just like kind oh of my crying, God, that but one sobbing. Was so heartbreaking. It hurts, yeah. Yeah. She continues, you're a young girl, barely 13 now, and so I'm left to imagine the woman you've become. Strikingly beautiful, I'm sure, and equally unaware of it. Can we not, Lillian? Don't let that line. Quick-witted and strong-willed, possessing the deep, soulful eyes of an artist and a shy smile that regularly betrays a tough facade that you do your best to keep up. If any of this responds remarkably on the nose, it's because it's the girl you always were, Joey, and it's the woman you always be. Whether you just dis- whatever you decide to do with your life, I know your future will be luminous. And this is where Joey really starts crying. I'm already a mess, but Joey's <laughs> held it together. And the letter continues, wherever you decide to go when you leave, remember your days in Cape Side fondly and keep those who shared keep close those who shared your childhood. Hate that. They will always love you in a way that no one else can. And they will always be with you just as I will always love you and be with you. The last part I love. And it says love mom. I wish someone was there to hug Joey. I know. Like you kind of wish that we saw Dawson like holding her hand while he was reading that. Yeah. I mean, that's a, you know, I can't imagine. I, I honestly can't imagine. I mean, I I remember the Christmas. Um, my dad died about a month before Christmas, and or a few weeks, three weeks before Christmas, mm-hmm. and and I got a present that Christmas that like he had helped pick out, and my mom said that, and I like fucking <laughs> burst into yeah. tears. Um, of course, and I just think about that, even that, that like. I can't imagine what what getting a letter like this is like. I I just can't. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I agree. It's so wild in these storylines that they do in TV a lot, where it's like a letter from like your dead mom or something like that. It's like a lot to wrap your head around. Mm -hmm. I think it's, yeah, it's hard to watch Joey you know like I think we remember like she always like they say she always talks about her mom dying and then like we get these moments where you like are supposed to remember that like she her mom doesn't get to be there and how fucking painful that is Mm -hmm. but they use this as a tool to be like 
oh, your your childhood friend, stay with them close mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. And also, like, if this if I'm describing who you are, it's because you're always going to be little Joey Potter <laughs> and you could never change. And, right. and, you know, like stuff like that. So to, like, take a step back and just, like, pick apart what they're using this letter as a tool for it. it I find it problematic. I agree with you. I agree with you. Even even as it makes me cry while I'm watching it, there are these moments where I'm like, come on, guys, this is what we use this letter for. And I think that's like, you're beautiful. And it it, like, you know, I think we're talking about this a lot in society where it's like, well, like, why do we always have to tell girls? Like, why is it always like you're beautiful, but he's smart or, you know, stuff like that? Well, and also just like, why does it matter? You know, it doesn't. Yes, of course. Katie Holmes is an extremely yeah, attractive yeah, yeah, person. Yeah. Gorgeous. Um, right. I mean, sure. True. And there's nothing wrong with telling people they're beautiful. Like, you know. No, absolutely but, not. Uh, absolutely not. But like this idea that I agree, this idea that this letter doesn't get to be just Joey's and doesn't get to be mm-hmm. about doesn't get to be just about the fact that like Joey has to go through this major life event without a mom. And that's hard. Yeah. That's hard when you're in your, you know, I'm in my late 30s. I'm almost 40 years old. That's, it's fucking hard for me to go through major life events yeah. without my dad. I can't even imagine what it's like to go through major life events when you're young without a parent. And, exactly. And we don't, we don't get to bask in that. We don't get to sit in, and I don't mean bask in like a good way. I mean like in a, <laughs> you know, we don't get to sit with that. We don't get to sit with that pain. We don't get to sit with the pain that Joey carries in her. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that like, there's a part of me that's like, the, you know, as much as I love this episode, this, this, the writing of this letter, even as much as it makes me cry and makes me emotional, like is kind of the poorer for it. Hmm. I mean, I just you know we get this shot of her and Dawson where he kind of like hands her the letter and it's the two of him, them sitting in his room and like it's yeah. not evocative of any th- shot we've seen before, but it's just the two of them in his room is such a thing. Yeah, it it means so much. I mean, I felt like the scene was fucking gorgeous at the end where they're just sitting there, but they're distant. Like, he's not comforting her. He's not holding her hand. And they pan out from the room, and it's like their world is getting bigger. Like, we definitely have never Mm -hmm. seen the way that they pan out from the room, like a shot like that. It's usually such a close, tight in of their room. And this time, they're, like, expanding the world and being like, oh, no, they're only small when they're in the room. It's not that the room is small. It's that they're small when they're there. Yeah, totally. And and I think also, I mean, kind of to tie it back into what we were talking about a little bit earlier is like, there's this part of me that really likes that Joey has someone who's not Bessie to decompress with about her mom. Mm -hmm. And like, I wish that we had gotten more of that of like why she finds so much comfort in Dawson, because I think it's true that like Bessie is also mourning her mother Mm -hmm. and I think that sometimes there are times where it's like there are times where that's really comforting to like mourn with other people that are also mourning and there are times when I'm like I get it you want you just like want someone who's like not involved in this situation to like listen to you or be near you um and I I do like that and so Mm -hmm. I think it's like I think 
I'm really mixed about this scene because I think that there are some great parts of it. And I think that there are some parts that I wish were different. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> I mean, I, we already are always complain about just how boring it is that it always has to be brought back to like Dawson and Joey. And like, even in this like really amazing moment that Joey should have just been able to have. And like, you know, like maybe if her mm-hmm. mom was like, I know you're going to do great things in the future. And like, you're, I'm so proud of you and all, you know, things mm-hmm. that like would be like, it. like, I guess say Joey's mom was alive, it would be hard for me to imagine a parent saying to their kid when they're graduating, like, hold on to your childhood friends, you know, like they're, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like that would be so weird. So then we have to get this moment in this letter. You're like, that just doesn't make any sense. Like that they're trying to like circle back. Don't forget Dawson and Joey, their childhood friends are something special and remarkable about that. Um, whatever. Totally. So then we go to the beach um, where yeah. Joey shows up in a different tuxedo than t- this is the gay one. This one is gay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. She, she, it's a different Texas tuxedo. She, she sees Dawson. Her party looks are just so embarrassing. <laughs> L-E-W-K-S. That's what they are. Yes. I know. Like never forget <laughs> he went to a, say, a Valentine's Day party in that bucket hat. <laughs> that hat. Which you all have voted and that's the worst one. <laughs> Worst hat. Worst yeah. hat. <laughs> so um, she sees Dawson and like asks how is she it. He he asks her how she is and she's like, I'm okay. And he's like, You still haven't written that speech, have you? And she's like, Shut up. <laughs> I certainly have not. Yeah. And they keep walking and then they see the Andy's there. And yeah. she like she's like Dawson oh my god because like her and Joey aren't really friends anymore like her and Dawson are friends after the summer they spent together last summer and again why couldn't we have Andy season four like her and Dawson together as friends and or more I know or more I would have taken more yep absolutely Mm -hmm. and everyone comments on how great Andy looks which true true Um, yeah and Dawson's like, did you have a good time? And it's just like, Dawson, come on, man. That's <laughs> like, so funny. <laughs> like, I will say, like, we've acknowledged that Andy emails with Jack. Like, it does feel unbelievable. She has an email with all of the yeah. other kids. I, I agree know. with you. But and go he, with she it. Goes, okay. she, but she goes on this whole thing about, like, oh, my God, you know, Florence is heaven. You have to go right now. And then she, yeah. in true Andy fashion, is like, the architecture, the men, the food. Did I mention the men? Did I mention the men? Oh, I love horny Andy. Oh, I, I missed it so much. Also, girl, as an Italian, maybe no. Maybe, maybe don't. <laughs> That's maybe a bad idea. <laughs> Just going to tell you. No offense to any Italian men who are listening to this, but whew. She can have a, like, love affair. Have She's a fling. 18. Have a fling. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Anyway, so we go then to Pacey's, where Mr. Kasdan shows up and asks to come in, and Pacey's like, I mean, okay, but like... Ooh, last time I was at a beach house with a teacher was not good. Not good. Accurate statement. Accurate statement. <laughs> And Kazdan asks Pacey, he's like, did you study for that final that you walked out of? And Pacey's like, yeah, I fucking studied my ass off. Like, I... My ass off. Yeah. <laughs> and Mr. Kazdan comes around and he says, you're not an idiot or a punchline. You, Pacey Witter, are the reason that I teach. 
And he says, the honor students don't need me. They're going to forget me. But you. And Pacey's like, I have a funny feeling I'm going to be telling this story for a long time. (laughs) And I'm just like, why couldn't we get this energy all season? I mean, totally. I'm with you. You know? Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't feel earned whatsoever, to be honest. We're supposed to be like, oh, Mr. Kasdan, he's a true educator. It's like, what? Remember earlier in this episode when he talked shit to Pacey for no reason? Like, I definitely think he should get a second chance. And like, But the reason why Pacey didn't take the test is Mr. Kasdan's fault. Right. <laughs> Not Pacey's fault. No. Mr. Kasdan's fault. <laughs> no, and, and I mean, I think, like, there's a part of me that's like, I, I'm glad for Mr. Kasdan that, like, Pacey kind of helped him realize that like oh right this is why you do this but also right. i'm not invested in mr kasdan's fucking journey like, journey <laughs> why isn't mr kasdan just a good teacher yeah and i mean you know no one needs to answer that question i know it's because the teachers at Cape at high school are just absolutely yeah. garbage <laughs> but like I, but i you know that's my question yeah. So then we go to the school grounds. Oh, oh, wait. No, Kasdan puts down the test and and gives Pacey a pencil and says, you have 45 minutes. Yeah. So he's like letting him yeah. take the test. Yeah. So then we go to school. We go to Cape Side. And Drew is like, we're going to reset the sprinklers. So they go off um, during the graduation, which honestly, if you've graduated from a thing in the state of California, this is a great plan. I would have I killed to have been drenched Me with too. a fucking sprinkler. Me too. Did, it was so fucking hot at my did, graduation. People fainted at yours, People right? passed out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was going to yeah. <laughs> I definitely remember that story. Um, but they didn't pass out at my graduation, but it was fucking hot as hell. Um, yeah. And- because what I found out in my travels is that, like, California, we graduate, like, m- mid to late June. Mm-hmm. But in Texas, they're, like before memorial day in may a lot of schools end in may smart um yes well i mean just for graduation purposes or you could just do it inside sure sure. not right this second i don't know right now you can't do it inside but i get it or like an evening or something i don't know yeah can we yeah well my problem was my school during day my school didn't have lights on the football field which is where we graduated uh, and I think it does now, but we didn't at the time. Um, yeah, we did it. At, we didn't have a stadium because it, we shared a stadium, so we did it at Fullerton High School at the stadium. Yeah. But so maybe they got the nighttime and we got the daytime. I don't know. Yeah, no, we graduated on our football field. I always, I was in the band, so I had to go to graduation every year because we played pomp and circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and. Like when I was before, when I was not a senior, we like got to have pizza parties and it was really fun. Um, mm. I, I'm sure I drank vodka in the parking lot knowing me. Um, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, mom. And, uh, but whatever, <laughs> but it was 20 yeah. years ago. So <laughs> who fucking cares? Um, but, yeah. uh, but anyway, so, but my, I remember being fucking sweltering during my graduation. It was so hot. Yeah, it was miserable. It was absolutely yeah. miserable. That's why I don't even remember any of the speeches. I don't even know who spoke, but like I definitely did not pay attention to anything that was said. My best friend, one of my two, the two people I still talk to from high school, my best friend Tanya, 
um, she was one of the valedictorians. I know she made a speech. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm so sorry if she's listening to this. I don't had... remember what it was, but I know she'd made one. I don't remember having a valedictorian. <laughs> I don't think we, we had, had like that at my four. school. We had like four. We had so many. I, I don't think we had that at my school. Mm. Anyways. Anyways. Pe- anyways, Peskin catches Drew and Jen. That's the whole point of this scene. Like, so, yeah. Okay. It's weird. We got on a tangent. <laughs> we got on a tangent about graduation. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so we go to the back to the party where Andy and Dawson have a sit down. Yeah, it's amazing. I love oh it. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. And Andy's like, and, I heard about and you. It's like Gretchen. one of the first times we kind of get like because Dawson has had to have these moments with his mom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's accurate, like <laughs> yes, it's like, yeah. come on. And Andy's just like, hey, Dawson, like, I I know Jack told me that you and Gretchen broke up and I'm really sorry. Like, you know, and and he's like, yeah, it it hurt. And and I'm sad, but like, I don't feel like this cloud over me. And Andy is like, right, like, such a good friend. She's like, damn, someone's changed. Like, yeah. look at you now. Like, because she knew him last summer where he was like, you know, so depressed about Joey well, and, and she worked on the movie where Dawson was like re like playing right. his whole relationship which like yeah she's like you know no endless replays of what went wrong no dark period of pain and regret and and Dawson's like I mean I had a weekend of like darkness yeah. you know like which I actually think is kind of funny and nice to like have that like yeah. And he's yeah, like, yeah. you know, I but I don't regret it. Joey was my first love, but Gretchen was my first mature relationship, which I actually will give Dawson. I think that that's true. I and, love it because it kind of is highlighting how the whole stupid narrative of Dawson's Creek of the first love is kind of bullshit. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And like Joe or Gretchen and Dawson, sorry, are like. I think a really interesting couple and a couple. Yeah. And it's one of those things where like, it actually did feel more adult, even though they didn't have sex. Like it, it somehow mm-hmm. felt more adult. Yeah, definitely. You know, like that, that these two people were like, no, I just really enjoy you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, isn't that what dating? <laughs> I don't know. Like- I know. It's like, they just have like this honest relationship where they enjoy each other's company they could like talk things out like everything totally. wasn't like so like dramatic it was just like a a normal connection or whatever totally. I think that's why we liked watching it um yeah um so now andy's gonna do some major foreshadowing because she's like I, I wish i was a memory like that to someone <laughs> Someone who thinks back on me with a smile, even though we've long since gone our separate ways. Okay, Dawson's Creek. Okay. okay. You're better than this. Come on. <laughs> oh, and thank God. Yeah. Thank God Dawson's like, Andy, come on. You <laughs> definitely are. Like, you definitely are. Like, he knows that yeah, come Casey, on, Andy. like, has so much love for her, and that, like, has nothing but, like, love in his heart for her. Mm-hmm. Right, because, of course, right at that moment, we see Pacey walk into the party, um, yeah. and... He, like, looks over, and he sees Joey with Jack, and they're, Joey's, like, laughing. She's, like, actually having fun for the first time. With Jack and Toby. Yeah. Yeah. 
And he's like, ooh, and definitely not going over but, there. But so he, he lets them have their moment. Like, he's ex- happy that she's yeah. happy. Like, he's not a dick about yeah, it. He's yeah. just like, oh, I'm so glad. No, 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 no. But he, yeah, he's definitely not like, but oh, he's not like, I'm not going to go. <laughs> no, yeah. Totally, he's totally. like, all right, let me see who else is here. And he walks yeah. outside and Andy pops out and he is literally the happiest we've seen him in weeks when he sees her. He's like, Andy. And he like grabs her and hugs her and spins her around. Yeah, he does his like, turn hug, his spin hugs. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like pure joy. And you're like, yeah. oh, man. Remember this? Remember this, listeners? I do. Remember this audience? You know, like, yeah. God, like, this was fun. This was good. Um, yeah. And yeah. just like, it's good to see like andy there and like pacey just is like finally like happy again and letting go of some of his shit yeah yeah so we go to principal peskin's house where he gives this whole speech to jen and drew about how bad they are and like he he just makes them come hang out at his house while he plays the cello verily poorly yeah that's their punishment the writer of this episode whose name i have already forgotten so sorry but (laughs) he has watched fast times at richmond high like way too many times because like both (laughs) the kasdan and peskin storylines are definitely plot lines of fast times at richmond high anyway yeah and And, i I just get the vibe that like jen or michelle williams was probably like filming something and so she couldn't be at the party you know yeah yeah. Because Jen's just like, Jen, oh my God, this made me laugh so hard. She's like, dude, we're going to miss the party. <laughs> she says, dude. I love it. So it was good. so funny. She's so funny. So, yeah, just- Harry Shearer is like the only person who could pull off this scene and make it kind of enjoyable um, yeah. and funny. Like, because he starts it's playing wild. the cello so poorly. Yeah. And they're just both like, just go Wah. with it. Yeah. It's wild. I do it wish wild. Jen was. At, at the, the party, party but with our friends yeah okay all right cool so we you know go to andy and pacey and she's like hey just like jack's been emailing me so like i definitely know about joey <laughs> and like i'm really sorry yeah and he's like yeah no i'm gonna be okay and she fucking believes in him like she's the only one that is believing in him and she's like yeah i know i know but i wish and it's like no one around him isn't just like worried about him you know like at the top of the episode dawson and and joey are like worried about him and like of course there's room for worry but like you wish that there was like more excitement directed towards him too like right you know what her she's future like, is gonna be great too well because andy says like oh you know can i do anything i i know you're sad can i do anything you know for you yeah. and he's like actually like can i just tell you or can he's like can you just tell me what it's like out there like and this is <laughs> oh my god i don't know if you had a visceral like reaction yes. to this but i had like i i had like a an actual physical reaction where i was like this is such a thing like, and mm-hmm. I know we've kind of briefly mentioned it before, but we, we started school really late. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of our friends had already left, had and already like, left. They would like call you and be like, Oh, I, 
already gone to my first college party. I've done, uh-huh. you know, this and that. They've already like done stuff, and we're like, yeah. "What is it like? What is it like?" And so you can only imagine, you know. And we you're know in this that kind Pacey... of purgatory. You're in this kind yeah. of high school purgatory where you're not a senior, but you're not a freshman, and like, you don't, know, you don't, you know, you don't know what it's like. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you can only imagine what the like real world is like. And it's so sweet. You know, he he's always wanted to get out and like he's still scared of like, what is that like once I'm out yeah. at Cape Side? What is it like out there? The only time I left, I was with Joey in this like magical, you know, <laughs> carpet true ride. love yeah. situation. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. like is like the most romantic, unbelievable thing that's ever happened. <laughs> so like, what is like the real, real world like? Yeah. And it's such a cute bonding moment. Yeah, and she just, like, gives him this, like, straight-up rundown. She's like, at first it's really scary, but, like, then you make friends and you, like, become not lonely. And she says she realized that leaving Capeside wasn't an end. It was a beginning. And, like, oh, God, what a big mood Uh, that is. Woo! Seriously. Woo! Yeah. And so he tells her... I. I got a job offer. Yeah, he's like bursting. He like wants to tell yeah. her. He wants to tell someone yeah. who's just going to be mm-hmm. happy for him that there's no extra baggage on this shit. And yeah. and, and he's, he's like, like, I it would be like flying to Miami and getting on a boat for the summer in yeah. in the Caribbean. And she authentically is like, is that something you want? No judgment, no like, oh, you're not going to go to college. You're not going to do this. She's like, is that what you want? And uh, he's like, yeah. I wanted this energy the whole season. I know. I know. And she's like, you know, she's so excited for him that like he gets yeah. this thing. Like she's so excited. And he tells her, he's like, I, you know, I want, I want you to know that I did it. Like I passed my final exam. Yeah, he's like, I'm so happy you're here right now. Like yeah. I fucking did it. He's like, he is so st- like her energy makes him in- like yeah. energized. energized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to graduate high school. And she is so goddamn happy for him. Like, oh it my is God. the sweetest thing. And she's just it's like, amazing. I know. She's like, she I knew you could do it. Biggest hug. Yeah. And she's like, I knew it. I mm-hmm. knew you could do it. Like, she she just says believed in him. Her energy's so positive. So, uh-huh. And she's just like, why didn't you tell anyone else about this? And he's like, dude, I did this shit for me. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't need to compare myself to anyone anymore. Yeah. And he's like, I yes. did it for myself and I want to feel good about it. And I just like want to cheer. And and he tells her, I want to get up on that stage and know for the first time in my life that I can overcome anything. And uh, she asks him, she's like, well, why would you tell me? Yeah. Oh, and he just crushes me in the best way. I he's know. like, <laughs> He's like, you're the first person in my life who told me I could be more than than I was and believed it. So, oh my God! So Dawson never did that. <laughs> I mean, no, but also just like that. I mean, you know, Andy was saying, and I, you know, I jokingly was like foreshadowing, but yeah, um, but Andy was saying, you know, I wish someone looked back on me within this way, and it's mm-hmm. like, look, look at how Pacey looks at her, and I yeah. think that's so nice and so healthy and so like. 
Yeah, when you're when you're one day or one week or one month out of a breakup, a particularly a big mm-hmm. breakup, it's fucking hard and you're like, I don't want to talk to you or see you or think about you. Yeah. But when you're what are they now? 2, 3 years out of a breakup? Yeah, like almost 2 years now. Yeah, you're like I'm so fucking happy for you. Yeah. And I think that's such a thing of beauty. Mhm. No, and it's cool because like we actually see like this healthy friendship mm-hmm. <laughs> of like people who dated and they don't date anymore and they like are just such so have so much love for each other and so much excitement for everyone's like you know every um victory that they have and everything that they're mm-hmm. accomplishing and it just feels a little bit it, like that's more of like the friendship you would want versus like when you see what Dawson and Joey have of this like quote like friendship you know friends and lovers friends and lovers um and it's yeah. hard like even in the moments of true friendship it doesn't feel like the moment of Joey reading the letter it doesn't feel the same way that it does with Pacey and Andy yeah, it just feels like there's no baggage attached to Pacey and Andy. Mm-hmm. Even though these are two people who were madly in love with each other, Andy lost her virginity to Pacey. Yeah. You know, the but it feels like there's no there's not baggage. They're just happy for each other. And I think that's such a I mean I mean I think as you grow up and as you have your first heartbreak and your first few heartbreaks and mm-hmm. and you know maybe one or two of them you realize that like hey i actually like you as a person and we can actually be friends and yeah sure there might be some boundaries around this relationship um but but it doesn't mean i'm rooting for you any less yeah it's such a beautiful exactly thing. exactly mm-hmm. i think it's really beautiful um so Pacey walks in and he sees Joey sitting alone at a table and oh, she like we have a song. Huh. It's called oh. If, if by uh-huh. Dragmatic which will okay. give you every goddamn feel that you've ever mm-hmm. felt in your life. Woo. It is quite something. Sorry, continue. <laughs> oh my god. So she stands up. Oh my god, this uh-huh. scene like my heart literally dropped. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So she stands up and she says, like, I'm I'm glad you made it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's a nice party. And you're just like, oh, it's so awkward. And he's like, but I'm, I was thinking about tomorrow. Oof. And, oof. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I wonder if tomorrow looks bright. Oh God, these and, two! Oh these two. my God! Oh these my God! Two. And he, and he's like, if it didn't look bright when the it held the prospect of never seeing you again, and my heart dropped like literally, like <laughs> I couldn't breathe for a second. And she's like, "Is it any different? Like, is it any different than now?" And, like, just the way these two people look at each other should be fucking illegal. It is so yeah, wild. she looks down. She looks, uh-huh. she can't look at him. And she's like, how is that different than the here and now? Yeah. Oh, God, it's so authentic. We're like, I can't even look at you, but I'm going to look at you very quickly. But then I'm going to look away. But, like, I'm going to look you t- intensely in the eyes and, like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do right now. Yeah, uh-huh. And... <laughs> 
And he's like, I think I just need to go off and live my own life. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not how I wanted it to end for us. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And here it comes. <laughs> he says, so hypothetically speaking, if I were lucky enough to one day own a sailboat again, and I were to ask the woman I love to go sailing with me, would she? And Joey smiles at him with just like a hint of a tear in her eye. Like she's just got a little bit and she looks at him and she's like, you wouldn't have to ask Pace. Just kill me. (sighs) Just kill me immediately. I I just can't. It's the sweetest. (laughs) I mean, his, his smile, her smile, Yes. Oh, oh my god. Oh my Tell god. Me. It smells so big and they like kind of like in a way like I wouldn't say closure but they kind of like get closure on like their next steps, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. They don't get closure on like what it means cuz I don't know if you can in a relationship sure. like this when you're that young, you know? Sure, it takes sure, so sure. much more experience to then, you know, yeah, get you got to do a lot it. of other stupid shit to before you yeah, get closure. Yeah, oh my god. But like it's like oh my god, mm-hmm. a stab in the heart, but all of the feels and they're like still so in love but just so young and like that just feels so authentic to like you graduating high school Mm -hmm. of just like I don't know you know and she's like see you and he's like see Joey yeah and oh my god they like say goodbye to each other (sighs) I mean look I know we've complained sometimes about this mm-hmm. relationship. I know we've rooted for this relationship. Mm-hmm. I, one thing is very clear, which is that Katie Holmes and Joshua Jackson, when put on a screen together, are absolutely phenomenal. You cannot look away from the two of them. I know. I know. It is and stunning. It's wild because, like, he has such good chemistry with Meredith. Monroe too and they're phenomenal together and mm-hmm. you know after season two you're like no one could be better than Meredith Monroe and Joshua Jackson and then like Katie <laughs> that's Holmes not true Rip, like, what the fuck am I watching what yeah. is this I mean like oh honestly it's God. high school porn it's it really like, is. and I mean that in like the best way <laughs> just yes. like Watching oh these two people God. together is just, it is, it, I think the reason we come back to this show and the reason that, tw- you know, 20 years on, 20, whatever, however long we're away from it, the one of the main reasons that it is still sticking with us and that you and I still discuss it to this day is that is because of the chemistry of these two people. And because... yeah. When you watch the two of them on screen together, it you absolutely cannot take your eyes off of it. I know. It's stunning. And like, you know, we say how good of an actress Michelle Williams is, but Joshua Jackson can take a lot of real horrible storylines they were writing for him and just <laughs> yep. fucking hit Kill it out it. of the park, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. He brings it. He fucking brings it, man. Absolutely. It's phenomenal. Absolutely. So we go to the so, next day um, yeah. where 
It's the empty and graduation all the seats are setup. Set up. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. The stage is there. And Pacey's in a truly hideous outfit, just sitting at the chairs, being like, I fucking did it. He's doing what he told Andy he was going to do, just sitting there by himself, like, I saw on him. Did this. I had all of the odds stacked against me. No one really wanted to help me see this through really Mm -hmm, not a mm -hmm. single educator that's for sure that's for damn Um, sure and i fucking did it fucking did it and he's in his they're not here he's in his hawaiian shirt and his cargo shorts sun Mm -hmm. sun beating down on him and he just like has his moment um yeah and, and and then we get a cue of Jan Arden's song, Good Mother, which is oh, soul my God. in the best way. I know. <laughs> I know this song. Oh, my uh, God. And Joey and Bessie run out of the house because Joey's afraid they're going to be late. And she's in her gown yeah. already, which I do have a, like a small nitpicky thing, which is that I'm pretty sure I put mine on like when I got in line. To graduate, I do not oh, think okay. I wore it in the car because it wrinkles. Yeah. Also, oh, I didn't want to wear it because oh, ours- I hated that thing. Ours weren't like theirs are like silk. Ours were like polyester. Yeah, like, ours were like not plastic. Wrinkle. Yeah, ours were like yeah. They weird. were like ours were super thick, which is why people passed out. They were like <laughs> I don't even know what the material was. It was oh, I feel really like hot ours in were there. like a weird plastic material that was just like awful. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. So Bessie stops Joey to put lipstick on her in the exact same way she did in the pilot when she goes out with Dawson, Jen, and Casey. Mm-hmm. This show does know how to do a callback, I gotta say. Um, <laughs> I can do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and Bessie, as she's putting lipstick on, she's like, did you read the letter? Because, like, it's also, we yeah. remember it's Bessie's connection to her mom, too. Mom she wants too. to know, sure. like, what this little note was. And Joey's like, girl, we cannot fucking talk about that. We're going to start crying like oh, hard totally. pass, you yeah. know, and like all I'm going to say is mom was right. And Bessie's just like, you know, it's just not fair. I wish like that you had a mom, Joey. I wish you had your mom here to see you. And then like I start bawling. <laughs> bawling. I know. I just I lost my shit. Because jo- Joey's like, you know, she was right. You did an excellent job of taking care of me. And Bessie's like, it's not fair. You deserved a mom. And she looks at her and is like, Bessie, I got two. And fuck. Oh, my God. This app is so good. I mean, my Lord. I got two. All I mean, feel- like, I'm trying not to, like, let you hear that I'm choking up a little bit right now, even saying that, because mm-hmm. that is just, that line is just stunning. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But don't worry. The Learys are going to ruin this wonderful moment. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't make any sense what happened but like okay whatever so mitch is like holding lily love it and he's like look at there's your brother he's graduating high school like Uh you know and and like it's exciting they have this moment you know and 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 gail is like like, soon it's gonna be you mitch is like soon that's gonna be you lily and gail says the happy graduate or the proud mother (laughs) to which i was like excuse me and then (laughs) And then Mitch says both, 
And then Dawson says, hopefully not at the same time. And like immediately remove me from this heteronormative judgmental area. Please. No, thank you. Please get out of here. Uh, I want to say that I think it's such a great metaphor that the Learys are like the quote unquote all American family and are just a fucking hot mess for the whole show the whole show i, I mean it. it's like it's like okay yeah that that actually tracks. checks out <laughs> they're the quote-unquote good family and they're just like a goddamn nightmare from start to finish oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah anyway and so mitch or they hand dawson a box mm. and dawson's like oh my god what is this you know and this is totally like a classic like let me give you a gift that like yeah is kind of unhelpful but okay <laughs> and he opens it up and it's like a watch mm-hmm. and it has a inscri- uh, it's in, uh, an inscription on it what did it say i didn't write it down if you will it it didn't it make isn't... sense let me hang on if you will it it is no dream okay. which is a quote from theodore herzl but also okay. is a major line in the cinema classic the big lebowski um <laughs> that walter screams at someone okay. <laughs> um so i was like i mean poetry question mark <laughs> i mean it's poetry that they gave him a watch with a quote from the big lebowski on it i i i would prefer to Without have a, a watch doubt. engraved with careful man there's a beverage here but you know to each his own <laughs> Well, when your son graduates, you can do that <laughs> yeah. for them, apparently. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So then Mitch is like, people keep telling me, when I keep telling people that my son's going to Hollywood, they keep telling me that it's going to eat you alive, Dawson. <laughs> and Mitch is like, but I keep telling them they don't know my son. <laughs> and Which, like, like yeah, nice that's nice like it's a good dad moment like obviously you want your dad to be like totally supportive of you i love it but it just is hilarious to be like well everyone tells me it just shows you who dawson's dad hangs out with you know mitch hangs out with he's like oh my my son's going to hollywood and they're like ah he's gonna fail yeah is he still hanging out with (laughs) machinomic because she was also saying so much yeah, just like touch it to yourself. Like, okay, great, amazing, love it. That's amazing. What an eighteen-year-old. Yeah. You know, I hope mm-hmm. I wish them luck. You know. Yeah. Um, but then also like the hilarity of like, you know, will Dawson make it in Hollywood? Find out next season. You know. And totally. So, Although I will say Dawson, that I will say that the the people in Santa Cruz and San Jose when I announced that I was moving to LA were like, why would you want to do that? like very mm-hmm. um awful about it um you know they were like yeah oh, there's so much traffic and so many suvs um and i just want to <laughs> say that the silicon valley also has that problem has both <laughs> yeah people in the bay area always say ew everyone's so judgmental there and you're like that's such an ironic statement yeah. oh, <laughs> you're you, judging them. a paragon of non-judgment <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Dawson be- thanks his parents for always believing him in him 
because it meant a lot. And like that part is sweet. Like this family is wild. It really is. Absolutely wild. But that part is very sweet. And I I appreciate it. Yeah. And I like that Dawson points out like that he really benefited from that. Like that was a real privilege, you know, that his parents always believe in him. Even Mitch being like, I keep telling them they don't know my son. And, and, you know, like I love that. Like everyone, you know, would benefit from a dad like that. That's amazing. Totally. So we go then to Pacey's beach house, which he is now in alone, I might remind you. And Doug came by to offer congratulations and wish him luck. And Doug, I mean, (laughs) Doug has his moments, you know, he's like, do you need any money? Uh And Pacey's like, you know, I don't need money, but can I store my stuff at your place? Like for now? Yeah. Really great. And And Doug Doug is like, I, you I'm excited for you. You like, yeah. deserve this summer away. Like, yeah. you know, you're going to have a great time. And like, this yeah. is exactly like where, what you should be doing. And you're again, I'm like, where was this energy all season? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, and like, why can't Pacey have two siblings that aren't absolute trash? You know what I mean? Like, I know. Dear yeah. Dawson's Creek, you actually could have yeah. written Doug to be not a total piece of shit. Um. See- yeah, exactly so, they do it from it's like they oscillate with him like sometimes yeah. he's wax sometimes he's not just, just because gretchen is great you. right just because gretchen is great doesn't mean doug can't also be great yeah like of course they're gonna have their sibling like jabs Shit. and everything yeah. but like come on yeah it's so bizarre the way he's such an doug is such an asshole to pacey for so long it's yeah. like why what do you get out of this what do you get out of this so bizarre totally so, so Pacey's like, oh, you sounded like you meant it. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know that Pacey deserves to have this fun, and you know D- Doug kind of like brushes it off, like, yeah, well, I kind of did. And and Pacey just says, look, Doug, it would be a shame to let another day pass without telling you how much I've always looked up to you as my big brother. Mm-hmm. And he says, and one day I think you'll make a girl very happy, which makes me want to die. <laughs> Because Doug's like, oh, you finally accepted my heterosexuality. And Pacey's like, no, I said happy, not sexually happy, which I actually think is a great joke. (laughs) That one made me laugh for sure. It made me laugh too. (laughs) Like, I'm so on the fence about Pacey's like homophobia towards his brother, but also it's kind of funny. And I hate that I think. Well, like, I've always said it just is like that brotherly thing. And I don't think it makes it acceptable. And I think like parents should try to correct this, you know, because like you shouldn't be joking about people's, you know, sexuality in this way. Sure. But it is like an authentic sibling thing where it's like this makes you mad so i'm gonna do it over and over and <laughs> yeah. over because like because i find joy in the fact that you're mad, mad about, about this it. stupid thing like why would you be mad about like there's nothing right. to be mad about me being like oh you're gay and it's like okay i don't okay like okay. whatever <laughs> but the fact that doug gets so mad about it yeah. is pretty funny um and and he's like so so they both chuckle and they have this nice moment. And then we go to the graduation where Andy and Jack are walking. And, like, Andy's trying to fix Jack's tassel and make some comment about how they've been told they're not supposed to throw their caps because they could hurt someone. And it gave me an immediate flashback. And I'm pretty sure we were told that. We had that, too. We I completely agree. I was like, oh, my God. I oh, right. 
we did not listen but yeah we did it anyways we're like fuck off like yeah totally we definitely threw sitting here in this square hat you idiots yeah. you know a hundred percent a hundred percent and andy admits to, although i did take the tassel off before i threw it um because it was on my rearview mirror for a while um andy admits to jack that she delayed her entrance to harvard so she can stay yeah. in Italy for another year because like right yeah. now she, there's just like nothing wrong in her life. And it's the first time in a long time that she can say that. And, yeah. and he's, she's like, do you think that's a bad idea? And he's like, no, no, I think that's amazing. That's a great idea. Like if you're happy, then that's all I want for you. And he's and like, I just, like, just let me know. I, I can visit. visit. <laughs> And she's like, you "You absolutely can, but you have to bring Toby. (laughs) Yeah, so supportive. And it's like, you know, this is what we've kind of been talking season long of like, there are different paths that you can take in life. And like, why can't we normalize them? You know, Andy is saying, you know what? I'm not going to go to Harvard right now. And her brother's like, amazing. (laughs) You're happy. That's great. And, and Pacey's like, I got a job offer, which is incredible. Totally. And he couldn't feel that in that moment when he received it last episode. But mm-hmm. she's just like, is that what you want? Fuck yeah. Fuck amazing. Yeah. That's you. so cool. And like, uh-huh. you know, we w- I wish just like on the whole in society, we could have this energy like towards all of mm-hmm. our kids. It's a fucking hard time to transition into adulthood. It's hard. So if you're yep. happy you know go for it do that <laughs> absolutely yeah. and you know andy's aunt, or jack says i love you to death little sis and then andy says love you more little brother and i know that like people on the internet are like jack is older but i feel like this show is never super clear on what the, the fucking deal no, with these they're toys. not it's not <laughs> yeah yeah this is the greatest <laughs> mystery of dawson's creek <laughs> um so we go then to jen and grams who are walking through the graduation and jen thanks grams for understanding about her getting caught with drew and grams Mm. like some fucking growth finally grams is like you would have to do a lot worse to undo how proud of you i am today i know (sighs) oh my god i know this episode's so good (laughs) I love it so much. And Jen, yeah, she's just like, you've been punished enough already. Like, it's like, come on. Like, who cares? And she also, like, knows Drew. She gets it. She's like, oh, yeah, that that guy is an instigator. The reason why you got in trouble. Yeah, like, you didn't do this. Come on. Yeah. It's so awesome. (sighs) I love that for Jen, too. (laughs) Same. She, She deserves it. Um, so then we cut over to um, to uh, Dawson and Joey, who are walking mm-hmm. through the chairs to sit down. And yeah. I, I actually kind of think that this is sweet. Jo- Dawson tries to make Joey feel less nervous by talking about how dumb graduation attire is, like, which uh, 100% <laughs> it is awful. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, of course, on the one day, everyone's going to take pictures of you. You have like this choir robe and this dumbass hat. And 
I mean, and she true. laughs, and so did I. Yeah. And he's like, "Good. I hope you stop thinking about your speech for that minute." And mm-hmm. he, she's like, "Actually, I did. Like, what other jokes you got? Yeah, keep going, keep going, <laughs> sir." Like, and he's like, "No, no, keep going, keep going." He's like, "All tapped out." And he's like, "Well, now you go sit on stage with the other smart kids," mm-hmm. and they like make their piece. And then the music starts playing and I'm crying. Yeah, it's Eva Cassidy's cover of Sting's Field of Gold once again. Um, it comes back and um, we find out that Joey's the salutatorian. So apparently she finished second instead of fourth. Yeah. And she gives a speech that basically says, you know, right now we're all similar. We're feeling the same things, pride and accomplishment, closure and regret. And a hopeful outlook on the future. And I just want to say, honestly, the only thing I felt at my high school graduation was relief that I was fucking done with Mm -hmm. whatever that was. And Joey (laughs) says that she wants to share something personal. um, That she there are people in her life that are gone and she misses very much and people who she's still haunted by in different ways. But she knows those people are still with her in her heart. In time, she says, that's all they're going to be to each other, all these people, a population of memories, Mm -hmm. some wonderful and endearing, some less so, but taken together, those memories help to make us who they are and who they will be, which is actually very true of high school. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Yeah. And then as she says this next bit, we watch Pacey get out of cab with a with a duffel bag and she says, like, kind of run. Uh She's like, whether you're here now with each other or you're just in each other's thoughts, remember each other on that road ahead. I hope that no matter where your travels lead you, you always take Cape Side with you. And I want to say that it's a nice speech and it doesn't throw Joey's Mm -hmm. character under the bus. Like she's not. Yeah. She's not making some saccharine like this. These were the best years of my life kind of speech, Mm -hmm. Um, which I really love. And right, yeah, yeah. right then no, the good speech, yeah. And right then the sprinklers go off, um, and <laughs> everyone throws the screams. <laughs> well, and she's like says congrats to them, and they all stand up, and then they mm-hmm. get like soaking wet as the sprinklers mm-hmm. go off. <laughs> yeah. Also, and Jen looks at Drew and points at him, and they yeah. all just laugh, and it looks really fun, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, as a person who graduated, like we said, in California, I would have killed for yeah. the sprinklers to go off. My God. <laughs> definitely um, it looks so fun i know also those those tassels that say oh one on them was like such a mood and yeah. i felt like i had a real moment with that um because one of those <laughs> one of those did hang on my rearview mirror for a while um anyway we go to pacey and we see him getting on a plane as his name is called at the graduation yeah um and we fade to black uh I forgot how good this episode is. This episode is is very good. I I think it's a great graduation episode. I mean, I I actually think graduation episodes are kind of hard to do well. Um, Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) my only complaint is that I do wish that they had taken the chance when, you know, we've now established that all the characters are moving to Boston. Um, Mm -hmm. Or at least... At least Joey, Jen, and Jack are moving to Boston. Um, yeah, and Drew. And Drew. I, I, I do wish that 
they had taken the chance to bring Andy back into the fold. Yes. Um, I I do understand how television production works. And so I understand why that may not have been possible, but I, from Mm. a storytelling perspective, I wish that that had happened. Also technically, Aaron, this is Andy McPhee's last episode. Um, I know. From what actually aired, from what actually aired in the actual television show I, I you know we'll get to the the caveat on, the, on what i'm saying um at the end of the series but um but this is andy mcphee's last episode and I, I and i think the show is the poorer for it that she never comes back um, i totally agree she never comes back and to I, do anything she, yeah like i've missed her all for mm-hmm. you know this whole season as i've been rambling on about <laughs> seeing her in this episode I like realized how much I truly 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 missed her and how much like season four was worse off because she wasn't on it like that energy we needed like some kind of positivity geez Mm -hmm. totally and I, I I think that Andy McPhee is one of the great characters of teen television I mean I I truly do I think um I wish they had known what to do with her I think she would have made seasons four, five, and six all better. Um, mm-hmm. And I think every season she's not in uh, is the worst for it. So. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I also I think that there's interesting storylines to play out with Andy. That, like, if she had decided not to go to Harvard or decided you know, that Harvard wasn't for her or something like that. Like there's a part of me that like wishes that had what was come to pass. Yeah, I totally agree. Like just more to explore Mm -hmm. of like, or like, I don't know how funny I know they do this a lot in TV shows, but what if like her and Joey were roommates? Like she's like, actually I just decided to go to Worthington and then they like got into some hijinks or something. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) That could have been totally, fun, you know. But. Totally, and you know, listen, Meredith Monroe, an honor and a pleasure to um, to watch you on this screen. I think um, I think you did Andy a great deal of justice, and I'm, uh, you know, I think we're the better for it. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Uh, you'll be so missed. You were missed <laughs> this whole season, and just having you back on my screen was a delight. Uh, <laughs> I missed you so much. I agree. Okay, so who are you rooting for? I'm rooting for all of them. I want them all to go on and do I great know, things. right? I want them all to go on and have great experiences. Um, and, you know, you, I think the time of being at the end of high school and the, like, the uncertainty of it, is really interesting. And I also think that like the, I think that like the excitement of it is really interesting. And I, you know, totally. I wish the best for them. The excitement is. Mm -hmm. I I, I just remember part because you're like, I get to be who I want to be. I don't know who that is, but like, you know, it's, it's exciting for sure. 
And I just remember my the summer between my senior year in high school and freshman year in college. And I'll talk about this, I'm sure, much more in the next episode. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I just remember being so it felt very free. It's one of the freest mm-hmm. I've ever felt. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, to this day, you know, it's it, it yeah, very free. Totally. Uh, such fond memories of that mm-hmm. time because <laughs> you're like high school that trauma is over yeah, I don't know and what's coming next but like man just like a summer of hanging out with your friends uh-huh, so uh-huh. fun yeah agreed so agreed. fun totally okay for our listener corner yeah I think this is your friend Hugh yeah hi baby your friend Hugh yeah um he says I'm really interested to know how you both felt about the show at the end of season four with the cast leaving Cape side and Dawson ostensibly going to live in Los Angeles. Did the showrunners tease what would happen in season five? What were your expectations? So, I mean, Aaron's going to have a shit to say about this in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. I kind of wish this episode was the season finale of season four mm-hmm. I, I don't you. know that we need another episode and I don't really care for the other episode although we'll see Julie and I've been talking about this for weeks now about <laughs> the next episode and whether mm-hmm. or not I have a theory about it pros. I have a theory about it that I will flow I promise you guys are getting next time um yeah. <laughs> but I think I remember I remember not I remember thinking like okay well that's it for me mm-hmm. um at the end of season four yeah I I didn't yeah. I didn't think I would continue watching the show same and um, I was so invested in Pacey and Joey and when they broke up and they went they're going their separate ways and it was like like in this episode they like say goodbye to each other so you mm-hmm. know it's like that was their goodbye mm-hmm. and like it was like so heartbreaking and it mm-hmm. was like you know three weeks of just like this slow breakup of Pacey Crumble. and Joey or like I guess the, the explosive breakup and then the slow like mm-hmm. no it's really done um was so heartbreaking and true and authentic and like you know as we were graduating high school it felt mm-hmm. real like I definitely felt like you know it is a time to break up if you're not, you know, if you, don't, you know, yeah, no, kind of totally. Your own path and you're doing your own things, yeah. you know, and I, I definitely had like, um, a best friend at the time that I was like, I don't know. I kind of think that like, you should, you should try to explore like college <laughs> without your boyfriend. You already fight so much as it is like, maybe try something new. And I remember, mm-hmm. you know, being like, don't you want to go to college and like figure out what that is like? You know, um, mm. I'm just different like that. But I don't think uh, you're different. I think you're. Yeah. And I think that the idea of like Dawson going to L.A., it just I guess it just felt like what happened in my my in 90210 where Brenda goes away. And I was like, OK, well, he's just going to come back to Boston if they're already setting up all the characters being in Boston, like something's going to happen where he comes back. Like to me, it felt like in season five, that's what would happen. And then I also feel like I was like, are the, is Drew going to, I remember being like, is Drew going to continue on? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was up in the air. 
I don't think yeah. we knew whether or not Drew was going to come back and be the kind of shit stirrer for season six or season five. Sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, I would have loved to have seen Drew. I would have loved to see him. Yeah. That would have been fun. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause they went through the effort of like kind of changing his character and adding like a complete backstory for him of like his dad being trash, you know? So, and like, that he's going to Boston, you know? Yeah, and, and that we knew he was going to be in Boston. So, again, that would have been really compelling. And then we could have had Andy and Drew date in Boston together, get our dreams. Totally. And, and you know, I didn't say it earlier, but this is, I mean, not to spoil it, but this is Drew's last episode. Um, this Drew does not come back. Uh, we do not get that. And, you know, I think, I think this show would have been... I don't know if I want to say great in season five. I think we have a lot to say about season five and the mm-hmm. like, and the like political, you know, sort of, um, God. tumult. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what I want to say. The just like the situation of what season five looked like. Um, but yeah, Drew, Drew is, is, um, no longer. And I, I think the show would have been great. I think it would have been great to have Drew. I think it would have been great to have Drew alongside the new character that's coming in season five. Yeah, totally. That would have been really you know. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They would have been really fun to like play off of each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. At least like some one offs. That would have been fun too. Yeah. Like, but Yeah. Okay, so for our workforce bound, this is from Kate, one of our um, longest listeners. Um, so I thought I'd send a little bit for your workforce bound segment. Um, I live in New Zealand, and one of our local high school runs a program called Gateway. Gateway gives senior high school students access to structured workplace learning integrated with the school based learning. Students learn in assess. Excuse me. Students' learning is assessed in the workplace, and they can achieve credits towards their national certificate of education achievement, which is the high school qualification everyone works towards here. The number and quality of the NCEA credits that you gain influences your options for future careers, but you can get credits in a ton of things, from standard subjects like history or calculus through to practical subjects like welding or cooking or farming. For example, there are qualifications that you can get for working in thoroughbred racing stables. So if you're a teenager who knows you how to load a horse into a trailer, then you can earn NCEA credits for that. It isn't a perfect system, but it works better for kids who aren't academically driven and gives them a record of learning before they've left school. I work as a graphic designer for a small local printing company, and we have a gateway student coming in every week on Friday to learn from to learn about how the business works. She's studying graphic design at high school and now gets to spend time working in a practical environment and learning about how printing presses are run, as well as computer design work. We do both in-house and they work um, very much hand in hand. Interestingly enough, we have built a team of three graphic designers here and not one of us are actually quote qualified in this field. <laughs> we all come to it incidentally and are basically self-taught or teach each other. 
I did go to university, but I don't remember it being a quote expected thing in high school. Even when I was there, I was class of 99. When we didn't have NCEA or we didn't have NCEA or Gateway back then, but we did have apprenticeships, which died away over the years, which are now being brought back with government incentives to businesses. Mm. Your first year of university is now fees free, which is meant to be rolled out for a full three-year degree and we don't get charged any interest on student loans. So my 12K loan was paid off years ago. A good friend of mine dropped out of high school in the equivalent of her junior year and left school with only very basic academic qualifications. Her boyfriend also dropped out a year early. He went straight to an apprenticeship as an electrician and now has a very well-paid job working for an international security company. She spent years as a barista, then decided she wanted to become a vet nurse, which she's been doing for several years and absolutely loves. I only know one person who decided what they wanted to, quote, be in high school and has stayed committed to that. I wish that Dawson's Creek would have shown that there are many different pathways into education and the workforce more than just going to college. Hopefully it's different now for students over there. I know it is here. First off, Kate, Jacinda Arden is a goddamn godsend. I know. Yeah, um, totally. So, you know, kudos to you all for mm-hmm. electing her to be your president. Yeah. She's awesome. Um, I think that there are some changing attitudes in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I I also just recently read a book, um, a great book by Ijeoma Aluo um, called Mediocre, mm-hmm. um, which is about how white men get to be mediocre um, and <laughs> highly, re- highly recommend it. It's a great book. Um, mm-hmm. But she talks about how even to this day in the United States, a college education still does earn you a great deal of more money, um, mm-hmm. even even in the face of the co- the student loans and the student loan debt. Even though it doesn't feel like it earns you as much money, it actually does still earn yeah, you. Yeah, but significant- currently, statistically, if you're a black male, it doesn't. Right. So she she goes into that, but she's mm-hmm. her thing is like basically like. <sighs> It does. It will earn you eventually more money. Mm-hmm. Um, it just is gonna. It takes longer than it used to. But mm-hmm. um, so I wish that it weren't the case. I also, and perhaps this is a privileged thing I'm about to say, but I don't think money is everything. I think that um, mm-hmm. stability is 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 key. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you achieve that, then it money isn't everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know. I think the United States is in a real fucking bind. I think we're in a real, we're in a period where a lot of things are up in the air. Yeah. I mean, it is something that is like much talked about. Like I read the Atlantic every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, boring. I know. <laughs> but uh, And they, they definitely are discussing about like how there is this shift of like, what if it, if, is college necessary? And like, how do we like, you know, essentially we would have to retrain everyone's brain in America to be like, that's not the only way you make more money. And that's like one of the things that's an uphill battle. 
you know, on top of that, like we're trying to talk about like, you know, the student loan debt and like, well, how are we allowing subprime, you know, borrowers to accrue all this debt? Like that's how we started the financial crisis, you know, in, in 2000, you know, the yep. last, the in great recession. Yep. Yeah. So it, it is a problem and, you know, we're addicted to credit in the U S and it's one of our biggest addictions and one of our, our things that is not helping us whatsoever. Um, and it, the, the cost is one of the biggest problems, I think specifically at, to talking about the gateway program at my high school. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of when you hear people say like, Oh, they have quote good schools, you know, about this. That's why we moved to the suburbs. They have quote good schools. A lot of them, they have programs like this mm-hmm. where like I had to take an internship in my high school to graduate. Um, and, uh, we also did, like I've talked about before, we called it ROP, but I took silk screening, my brother took drafting and there was a a bunch of different programs you could take. And then you could, you know, use that at a local, um, uh, business to be like, Oh, I have these skills or whatever. And like, Mm -hmm. also that would help for when you were doing your internship. Um, we did our internship this summer before, uh, senior year. Okay. Um, but this was like a, this isn't like the norm. I don't think this is a very common thing in orange County, but that's because like, honestly, even though they're mostly like conservative, it's a fucking socialist utopia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the government pays for everything mm-hmm. and you're training for schools and everything. A lot of, it, a lot of people mm-hmm. didn't go away to school. I think it's still like, there are people that, you know, will go to the Cal State or they have a UCI there. They have a University of California in Orange County. So they like live at home because like <laughs> it's cheaper. I almost went there. Um, I almost went to UCI, but I really? realized that almost everyone lived at home and went there. Yeah. And I didn't want to go to exactly. a college that, yeah, it was like that. Yeah, you want to, yeah, you want to. No offense to the anteaters. Yes. Yeah, no way. It's a very, <laughs> very good school. Yeah, um, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, so it it is very compelling and interesting. I think one of the things we also have in America is that, like, the concept of college really means, like, going and living in the dorms and partying. Like, there's an element of that. And Mm -hmm. that, honestly, is where most of the debt comes from, is the living (laughs) expense. Like, if we're able to solve our housing crisis in the U.S., we would also... (laughs) an unintended consequence of solving the housing crisis would be solving the student loan crisis, to be honest, because like, that's the biggest expense that you take loans out for. Um, so even if they make it tuition free, it's like the, the cost of living there is so expensive. Like if you go to UCLA, you probably have to spend $3,000 a month to live there. I mean, Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I live in a neighborhood and in a part of LA where I have a lot of, a lot of people in my neighborhood are both UCLA and USC students because of, yeah, because of where the bus lines go. Um, it's very easy to get to both campuses from where I live. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, $3,000 a month on room and board. That's about what I spend. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on, on housing and food and, 
utilities. Transportation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Absolutely. That's, that's close to what I spend. And I think like, and I, I have golden handcuffs. I'm in an apartment that I've been in for so long Yeah, and in a building that I've yeah. been in for so long that like my rent is actually pretty fucking low. Um, exactly. and even still, and even still, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I have a pretty big expense and I, I think you're right. I think, I think what's interesting about college and like, this is a conversation I had with my parents because I went to school in the same town that I grew up in. And Mm -hmm. my parents were like, you will not live at home. We Mm -hmm. want you to have the social experience of what it is to live in the dorms. And there's a part of me that's so grateful for that. And, and uh, I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously you and I, I mean, that's where you and I met. Yeah. yeah, Um, yeah. So I'm grateful for that. But also, you know, that was a privilege and that, and an extreme privilege that my parents were basically like, we're going to pay for you to live in the dorms no matter where you go. I I could have easily, I mean, my cousin who went to my same college lived with my parents Mm -hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Like he lived, (laughs) there was a four year period where when I went home to visit, I got to sleep on the couch because my cousin had my room. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, but you know, it's like, uh, he, he did not have that experience. And my parents were very much like, we're, you are going to have it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, my parents were the same. Mm hmm. They were like, no, you have to live in the dorms. And my brother and I were like, I don't know. We could just like go here, like (laughs) to this school right here. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I mean, I didn't want to live at home, but I also was like, it's kind of expensive. Like, what is the, you know, this doesn't really make any sense. Um, And like that was whole, like part of the like quote experience of college. Um, And yeah, like I know in Mexico, that's not how it's not common to go away to school. Um, But but also, I mean, there's a part of me that gets it, that gets that like that experience of being on your own for the first time, of being away from parental kind of supervision for the first time there is something about that it's just the question is just like why does it have to coincide with college mm-hmm. I think and why an do we have to question. take the loans out to have that experience you know I mean, yeah I think that's a good question and I think that's an interesting yeah. question particularly when you're contrasting it to what sorry Kate or Katie? yes Kate, Kate is saying Kate is saying um you know about New Zealand, that it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think I, I mean, I'm never going to argue for the fact that the U S is doing it the right way. I don't think we are. So, we're definitely not. No, yeah. <laughs> definitely not. So, we're know. like this, this is broken. Let's fix <laughs> yeah. it. And they're like, no, this is a nightmare. It. Yeah. Let's just keep that way. Let's just yeah. keep it like this. And you're like, Oh my gosh. Can we not? Yeah. Yeah. yeah seriously. So yeah, so thank and you, I mean, Kate. Thank you, yeah. you. Oh, sorry. Oh, thanks, mm-hmm. thanks, you, my love. <laughs> Did you have anything else you wanted to say? No, I'll just. <laughs> I will say. I will say that Hugh. I won't say his last name. Um, uh, when I lived in London, which I did for a year, um, he had the uh, the dorm room that I would escape to, um, mm-hmm. and go. We would watch Sex in the City. Um, Amazing. And uh, and like escape. And um, he's a dear, dear friend. So I'm glad he wrote in and um, just love him with my whole heart. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. And thank you to Kate. And thank you, Mm -hmm. everyone, for being here and 
sticking it out. This episode is like all the Dawson's Creek feels. So you need it after like that slog that we just went through. (laughs) A long, long slog of episodes. That was kind of brutal, if I'm honest, (laughs) to get through. (laughs) But, uh, you know, Andy will be missed. Um, But yeah, thank you everyone for being here, making space with us, you know, continuing on this journey. (laughs) Uh, We only have one more to go and then we're going to be on with season five. Um, Uh Yeah. And thank you for doing what you're doing. Uh, Black Lives Matter, defund Mm -hmm. the police, stop Asian hate. Let's get those vaccines all over the world. We're like kind of being in the U.S. Like, are is it done? Is the pandemic done? Are we done? And like, yeah. Really, um, I want everyone to feel that way, like uh-huh. in the whole world. Um, Same. Because we have the access and the ability to make everyone feel that mm-hmm. way. If you want the vaccine, you should be able to have it already. Jeez. Um, so let's let's really work on that, Americans. We should be ashamed of mm-hmm. ourselves. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. Uh, we want to shout our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at go freaking crazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.hensley for stories from the road. Um, <laughs> we have merch bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. And as always, you can order our book. I remember everything. Life lessons from Dawson's Creek. Um, or Dawson, yeah. And we still get photos of people that just received it, and it's like the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> I love it so much. It is. <laughs> so thank you for awesome for everyone. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so cool. Um, let's see. Let's let's give another great Texas bookstore, which is in Terrabang Books in Dallas, Texas. Um, you can order our book from them if you'd like or any other book from them that you would like. Uh, they are a lovely bookstore. Uh, you can find me online at Pesty1079. Please like us, subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your podcast. Thank you so much to those of you who have done that. It helps us immensely when you do. Um, other than that, we hope you have a great week. We'll see you next week. And, uh, this is now a fully independent production. So it's just, (laughs) we don't have anyone else to thank. Love Um, you. Love you. Have a good one. I don't want to wait for my life to be over. I want to go right.